it's Natasha and Khalil and we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 32nd episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, and the world, and nothing is off the table. Now in this episode, we're talking all about the book Creator Hate by Dan Norris, but before we dive deep into that subject, we have a couple of ground rules to cover. First, have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio? If not, please subscribe. We greatly appreciate your love and support for our show. Secondly, have you shared an episode with a friend or a family member? If not, sharing is caring, guys. Make sure you share, share, share. And then, of course, please talk to us on social media. You can find us easily on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woken Free. And we have something new. We added a brand new section on the homepage where you can submit a scenario for us to discuss during our scenario time. So definitely submit your scenarios on WokenFree.com over and over and over again. And we can't wait to check out the scenarios that you want us to chime in on for the show. Each week, we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week, we shared what is your favorite season. This week, we're sharing what is our favorite movie about aliens. Interesting. So, uh, you know, when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, man, what is my favorite film? I guess I, I go back to the classic, like, the Alien series, because I think that I've I've deeply loved Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver and uh, Sigourney Weaver and... Um, I, uh, you know, I think it's not every one of the movies like rock in the series, but as a whole, it's just a really, uh, beautifully artistic way of showing how humans are very vulnerable. So I'm all about it. <laughs> Which movie then exactly? Um, so that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I guess I like the second one. I like the first one. I just, I like the whole series. I also like the spinoffs with Sanaya Lathan. I just, I like this series of Alien and going through that, um, especially with the Predator as well. But not one particular one. I just like the series. Okay. Mine is a lot different than yours. Mine mm -hmm. is Independence Day. Mm. You know, the one with Will Smith. Because, True. I don't know, there, there wasn't any other films like this before where it was kind of like, it was a devastating idea, but it was a fun take on it. It was a fun, like, execution. You know, you were still laughing. You were crying. Mm -hmm. I like all the ups and downs of the of the movie. And it was a generally fun movie and could kind of seem realistic even at points. Absolutely. And this was, like, one of the few movies that I had to own when it came out on uh, VHS, if people mm -hmm. know what that is. <laughs> and it had, and had, like, the 3D cover on it where if you tilted it, <laughs> yes, it changed I motions. Like, that. I... I oh, yeah. And I watched this movie multiple times, so I did, like, as a child, I definitely loved that movie. True. That's, and then that's still now, yeah. I think it still stands the test of time. I'm talking about the original Independence Day, the one with Will Smith, not not that remake. I never saw that. The ID4 or something. Throwing shade. But so Independence Day, the original, <laughs> no, no shade, but the original was really, that's a classic end of the world alien movie. Classics. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was phenomenal. Uh, so before we dive into the episode, I actually wanted us to do something uh, for people who have shown us love and support. And I'm talking about some of the people who've given us reviews on Woken Free for iTunes. And specifically, we're talking about 
uh, Minutia Man, Dipfong, and Matt Kirshner. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your love and support and kind words. And we greatly appreciate how much you care about the show and just keep tuning in. And if you haven't given us a review, definitely do so that we can shout you out on Woke and... Free? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> So uh, I think now with that, we uh, we will keep this train going and we're going to dive into the subject for today, which is the book Creator Hate by Dan Norris. What is the book Creator Hate all about? Mm. Okay, so for everyone who hasn't read this book, you definitely, after this conversation, I know you're going to have to check it out because it's just an amazing book. And uh, I would say what I, so there's a lot that's covered in the book, even though it's not that long, but Samuel Thomas Davis actually sums up the book in three sentences. He says, uh, most of us want to make something, but for any, any number of reasons haven't. Hate works against our creativity and stops us from making things. Hate can be controlled and overpowered. And uh, this definitely is lifted from kind of what you will read in the book. And you can read his review on WokenFree.com where he goes in on a greater detail about uh, kind of the book summary. But for me, uh, after reading the book, I would say you gain an understanding on how to stop being unnecessarily negative and you know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, uh, read the book and maybe you'll you'll get your life together. <laughs> um, secondly, yeah. uh, understanding why people prefer to tell other people how they're doing something wrong instead of actually having the courage to go out and do it themselves. Again, you know who you are. Uh, get it together. Get your life. <laughs> uh, and then thirdly, understanding how amazing people's lives would be if they would just stop rationalizing their nonsense or quote unquote excuses. And again, get your life and live it the, the, the way that you say you want to. That Those would be uh, the three things that I primarily took from the book. But how about you? How would you summarize creator hate? Well, I like the one of the quotes from the book that gives a, a sort of summary on it. The quote goes, there are people who make things happen. Mm. There are people who watch things happen. Mm. And there are people who wonder what happened ah. by Jim Lavelle. <laughs> Now, yeah, I I like you know that that just kind of like explains it all. That okay. that, that that shouts out everybody in the world. Facts. <laughs> you, you fall into Facts. one of those categories, right? <laughs> yes, for sure, absolutely. But for me, the the book a summary in my in my my idea is that the book goes through the process of telling people what's stopping them from mm. following their dreams mm -hmm. and how to actually get started right away. You know, to on that path. It says everything comes down to either fostering negativity at other creations or focusing on creating something of your own. Mm -hmm. It points out what causes us to be negative or hateful and what helps us to be creative. So the book doesn't just it, do, it doesn't just tell you why you're not creating. Mm -hmm. It gives you some nice pointers on how to get to that point of creating and what you should do in your life to make yourself more creative. Absolutely. It is. It's a guide for kind of what to do, what not to do. Like I said, yeah. get your life <laughs> <laughs> essentially uh what would you say were the greatest lessons that you learned from the book outside of what you were already just talking about i learned that the biggest setback for achieving your goals is negative criticism and perfectionism mm -hmm. we often rationalize to only put our idea out when it's exactly as we envision mm. perfect down to the last bolt mm -hmm. you know that's just putting up a roadblock that actually stops you from creating because you always have the excuse that, oh, this isn't perfect, so I can't release this. Mm -hmm. We have to realize that perfectionism is just a dream and that you just have to go and actually start. Mm -hmm. And an another quote from the book sums it up well. 
it's better, and this is by the author himself, Dan Norris, it's better to create something that others criticize than to create nothing and criticize others. Again, pointing to the creating (laughs) and then the people who don't create and and like to talk garbage and junk. Absolutely. Nonsense. Display of nonsense. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I love So Dan Norris, again, for everyone listening, it's better to create something that others criticize than to create nothing and criticize others. That is like... Literally, like, tattoo that to your body somewhere. Like, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, For me, I would say, you know, growing up in my Jamaican family um, and culture uh, and also just, like, being from New York, which is definitely not the state of happiness. Uh, You know, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I would say that it seemed to be very uh, common for people to go around and constantly criticize, constantly tell other people whether they thought something was good, bad, or ugly, and not even think twice about it. And to be honest, even with social media, things haven't gotten better. Not that I'm blaming social media, but it's just that people feel even more liberated to talk that smack, right, as as much and as often as they want with a tweet, with a DM, anything that they want to do. And, uh, you know, I just wonder why we as people think that it's okay to be constantly judging, constantly mocking, shaming, and uh, really dogging each other out. There's no at... repercussions, that's why. Exactly. When you do it online. Exactly. <laughs> you can be that, that online bully, that can computer like computer the internet's like your shield so it gives you you to get your protective from this Mm -hmm. person from Mm -hmm. being in person and getting physical or anything or having like even verbal altercations exactly you just type something and then you just walk away exactly (laughs) but you know what kind of world would it be if we actually did better things with our time if we actually stayed in our own lane and focused on what that what we were doing and not worrying about what other people are doing and what they're not doing I mean what would that mean and so for me the greatest lesson I learned was that I even needed to take a step back because as a Virgo shout out to my Virgos uh you know sometimes we can be aka all the time uh, (laughs) we can be very critical right and we can be very judgmental yes ma'am uh right exactly so what if what if i stopped right what if i spent a day focusing exactly on what i thought and what i needed and what i was interested in and i wasn't like oh no this person didn't do this and oh no like what kind of a day would that be so that that's what i took from the from the book that like the minute my mind goes down that path uh i have to just say creator hate creator hate and you know get my life together get it get it together tasha Get it right, get it tight. Listen, (laughs) would you recommend the book Creator Hate by Dan Norris to other people? And if so, why? All right. Well, not only do I think this book is a quick read, but it's straightforward. I think the book would be great for everyone, Mm -hmm. but especially for those internet trolls out there who waste their times and others with their hate. Mm -hmm. Maybe it can enlighten them to a better path where they can make something instead of spreading hatred, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. also it'll help. The book is helpful to others just to learn how to ignore the trolls and spend time doing something they love instead of engaging these idiots out there. (laughs) No shade there, yeah. Um, I, but I think you can actually throw shade at, uh, at trolls. I yeah. Think well, that's, that's the whole point. Allowed. Yeah. <laughs> but the I, whole purpose is just to yeah. waste time and com- block you, you know, block creativity. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I completely agree. You know, I think this book actually should be read in every school in America and beyond, you know, the globe. I think he did a really great job of giving people a succinct way of uh, calling them on their 
beep, right? Oh. Like, just, like, stop. Like, enough enough is enough, right? And even Samuel Thomas Davis, from uh, what I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, he mentions, you know, the main principles that you will take away from the book comes down to successful people make things. The world would be a better place if we create what we want to create. Hate stops us from making things, which is similar to what uh, Stephen Pressfield calls resistance and the art of war, the war of art. And uh, hate can be controlled, managed, and overpowered. And to conquer hate, accepts, accept its presence and recognize it every time it rears its ugly or hideous head. Uh, these, again, who wouldn't benefit from reading that type of information? Who wouldn't benefit from taking a, a deeper assessment of their lives and saying, you know, I think I'm hating instead of creating and I need to stop. Do people love to hate over create? Mm. You know, I when I when I think about that question, I think about, you know, literally like the word hate versus create. And like so even from a broader perspective of not just like I'm uh, you know, hating on your project, but like what what motivates people to hate other people? And actually I found a recent article on Psychology Today, shout out to Psychology Today. Uh, there are actually like five common reasons why people uh, actually hate other people. And it comes down to like fear of the other, fear of ourselves, lack of self-compassion, it fills a void. And you know, and I'm sure that other reasons can kind of creep in here and rationalize this terrible behavior. But ultimately, I think that people do prefer to uh, be more negative than positive because as we've discussed earlier in the show, uh, not this show, but uh, other episodes, that people have a negative bias, right? So I think we are hardwired to kind of be in this negative space and we have to like reverse engineer it to be positive. It actually takes work to be positive. So I think the answer is yes. But, you know, that doesn't always have to be the case because Ultimately, to love or to hate, to accept, to embrace, these are all choices we make. And if we, as, as easy it is to decide to hate something, you can take a moment and think about what you're doing and think about the intentions of where you're going with things and decide, am I going to make that bad choice or am I going to make good choices? And like, people, we can make good choices. I think people love to consume, and this mm -hmm. is what fuels our society. Mm. But one of the problems is that hatred can be born out of this need to consume. Mm. Either jealousy or overconsumption can cause people to hate and also complain. Mm -hmm. Complaining is the opposite of creating, and there seems like there is way too much of it. That's why <laughs> I, I also like the book's mantra of being grateful for mm. what you have and seeing everything in your life around you. Yes, yes. Gratitude always. Yep. Did you have any issues with the book or things that you didn't like? Uh, we love you, Dan Norris, but you know, to be woke and free is to talk about all sides of the coin. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any issues with the book, but one thing people need to be aware of before reading this is that there's some colorful language occasionally used. Not, <laughs> not a lot, but young kids might get a, a little excited about reading it. Oh, yeah. In certain I'm, parts. I'm such a sailor. I, like, totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not all books are like this. This You probably gotcha. don't have this in elementary school. Listen, or you can, but it might be get, to edit it. I don't might, know. You better get woken free. You, you yeah. better get you better get the federal government uh, liberated. <laughs> See what they want to say about that. Uh, I, I mean, listen. I, it's okay for high schoolers. I, <laughs> in high school, I know they're okay with it, but I don't think they're going to let little kids read this. So your phrase is, this is for children? Yeah. It's a good question. <laughs> 
That is the question indeed. These kids know a whole bunch of stuff that parents would rather not discuss. So I think they'll be fine with colorful language. So this is a great bedtime story for the kids then, right? You better get your life, yes. Especially some of the chapter names. (laughs) You better get your (laughs) life, yes. Okay, you read that to your three-year-old. And then they ask you what it means. You're just like, it's a good word. Just don't ever use it in school. Come at me, bro. And don't use it. In, <laughs> don't use it in front of me. Uh, we digress. Um. <laughs> that's all. That's the only thing that I found with the okay. book. Though. I was okay with it. Every, everything that was taught in the book, though, was was great. Okay. All the little mantras and gotcha. quotes. I liked them. Uh, for me, I completely agree with you. I personally had no issue with it. I think this book was everything after I read it. All I said to you was, oh my God, Khalil, you have to read this. So it was everything. Uh, I would say that uh, if I took a step back for myself and thought about, well, if someone else was reading this, what would they think? I would say that negative people or people who don't see themselves as negative but clearly live in that negative uh, conundrum uh, would probably question some of the, the principles or, or could argue, well, there's value to seeing the negative, right? You shouldn't put your head in the sand. You've got to be pragmatic. You've got to be practical. All that nonsensical rationalizations people say to just literally be a uh, Gullum in in their world uh, <laughs> uh, is maybe they might not oh, like yeah, it right true. and they might be like well this is an oversimplification I yeah, love true. people who love to complicate things with just negative nonsense will always find something right to 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 have issue with but other than that if you're not trying to be a, a complete curmudgeon in life I think you'll be totally fine with it <laughs> that's where I yeah that's where I stand with it here we go yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? Scenario one. Ari has worked hard on his father's farm for all his life. The farm mostly produces corn, and he figures they can maximize their profit if he institutes a new AI-controlled crop tender. He's thought about bringing it up to his father, but is afraid he'll disappoint him if it doesn't fully work. Mm-hmm. What should he do? Um. Okay. So this is, okay, I gotcha. So, I mean, I think that in life, and it's interesting, I was just having a similar conversation about this subject, not necessarily farm equipment, because I am not a farmer, <laughs> but the but idea But you do work of, on AI from time to time. Or, the, or that, no, no. Oh, you um, don't do that, okay. I was not, mistaken. Not currently. I've seen you in our hidden lair, but all right. Gotcha. That's something else. Gotcha. Stay focused, love. Um, <laughs> Uh, I would say the idea of do you kind of step out on faith on something if even if you don't have a full uh, picture of if it will work, if it will not work, right? Is is your idea too crazy? Is is this radicalness uh, worth the the investment? Worth the leap? That that's pretty much what I was uh, addressing. And uh, I would say at the end of the day, you know, the answer is always going to be no unless you ask the question. So. Uh, you know, maybe, yeah, if he thinks it can, if he thinks it's going to help maximize their profits and it's going to, to take their business and their, uh, what they're doing to the next level, you never know until you try and, uh, and worst case scenario, right? Write it off as a tax issue. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think. What do you think? That's interesting. It it depends on how far along he is. Like if he hasn't, Mm -hmm. if he hasn't done any testing at all, I mean, I think he should maybe... I don't know, get like a small plot of land and try it out there first and mm. then bring it up to his dad. I don't, okay. It, it really depends because some, I, I, 
I know the book says you just got to start and do things, yeah, but sometimes, you just gotta get out there. but I don't know. Sometimes I feel that you can, you can get out there, but you can do like little tests before you take that big leap. Yeah. You have a soft launch. And yeah. absolutely. I mean, I think we're both agreeing the fact that you, you can't sit on something and you be shouldn't like, sit oh, on it, though. this could work, but I, I don't have a hundred percent confidence. Oh no. Like you've got to actually yeah, gotta try, something. try something. So yeah. So maybe it's a, a soft launch and he tests it on a small piece of plot or, or ask a friend, Hey, are you open to me doing this? But you've got to do something. You can't just sit there and then be like, I had that idea when I was 20 and now I'm 70. Like, no one cares, right? Yeah. Like, no one cares. <laughs> Scenario two. Ross feels he is bettering himself by watching loads of financial TV shows with his friends. He has such an air about himself that he loves to tell his friends how the people on TV are making constant mistakes and how he would do so much more if he had all of their money. Is Ross doing anything wrong or is this a classic case of an armchair entrepreneur? Well, you come in for several people in that scenario. <laughs> I can't with you right now. Oh my goodness. He just said, get your life. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, a couple of mistakes being made and I do this all the time. I'm not going to name the channel, but there are certain programs that I watch where I am not necessarily pleased with the talent that is chosen. <laughs> so uh, definitely you're coming for me in that example. I understand. Um, and then, Oh, not intentionally. Uh, these, are okay. just, these are scenarios that stand on their own. I bet, my love. Um, <laughs> they are. <laughs> the other issue that's being... The other mistake that this uh, Ross is making is the, uh, the that commentary of, oh, if I had their money, I could do so much, right? If I, if I, if I... That's garbage, guys. We've got to get, get real about ourselves if you if you're going to talk about the ifs of what you could have and da, 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 guess what why don't you get what you're complaining about that you don't have and then go and make those decisions but if you're only going to be ready in a presupposed moment based on certain factors or certain alignment with stars you're talking smack and no one wants to hear it and you're probably going to lose your friends eventually because people do get tired of nonsense uh so <laughs> i think ross should stay in his lane if he's such a financial guru he should start his own tv show or his own series put his information out put out a book start a tour and get everyone behind him and then he'll have his little money to uh do what he supposedly does and if he's not willing to do so then uh maybe change the channel since you're <laughs> getting so irate about it's, what these other people are doing but as he changes <laughs> the channels he's gonna see more financial shows and he's gonna have more comments about it and Listen, how they could be doing better. Well, he might need to pick up a book and read. He might need to learn um, Mandarin. He's got to figure out something. But if, if he can't handle the world, because people don't say things exactly how you want them to say it. People don't do things exactly how you want them to do it. But if you if you can do better, then do better. Otherwise, stay in your lane. <laughs> Not, so I just thought about this. But mm -hmm. what would be funny is if he did kind of like, what people are doing this on on YouTube is if he just did reactions to the TV shows he's watching and his friends filmed them and then people can comment on his reaction to the to the TV shows because then then he'll see do people agree with him or do people say hey man you just you should shut your mouth mm. I think that what Ross should do is film himself commenting on these TV shows and put it up on social media whatever. Yeah, platform that is yeah. and then see how like uh, uh people react to them see what the comments say because gotcha. then that'd be 
that might bring him back down to earth and people kind of point out his faults mm. since his friends obviously are just letting him go on and on. Mm. How about we have the world comment on his comments? That's what that's I think. That's interesting because that's kind of a, a twist on creating and hating at the same time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which uh, uh, is an interesting kind of combination if uh, Dan Norris ever decides to do a follow-up book. I would love that creation Haitian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> To create out um, of hate. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> can you, yeah, create out of hate would be an interesting uh, follow-up. Shout out to Dan Norris if you're listening. Uh, thanks. You know where to give your credit guy. Scenario three. Your friend Letty is what you'd call a bright person. She is great with reading people and has steadily grown her following on social media in a short time span. She's not afraid to boast about her skills and her nice sponsorship she's earned. Sometimes you think she's never wrong. Is there anything wrong with Letty's current path? Well, that's a very broad question. Uh, you know, first of all, I think I, I always tip my hat out to, uh, as a content creator, we're content creators, everyone's a content creator. I, I think that it's great when you're when you're killing the game, right? When you're when you're succeeding on social media, which is in our golden age of entrepreneurship, it's super duper important uh, to to be able to master that for your own personal development as well as professional or your own business. So I think it's great that she's doing that, uh, boasting about her skills and sponsorships. I mean, I think. Again, what what is your intention? Where are you coming from? Is this coming from the place of like, look at me, I'm so cute. Mm. Or is this coming from a place of like, look at me and I can show you how to do this and like, take my course, let's do this webinar, right? So I, I'm from the example, I'm not quite sure what her full intention is. Just by sharing your accolades, is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. Uh, but if you're sharing it to shame other people, if you're sharing it to piss off other people, I think that's not necessarily uh, the best space to be in, but it, it would depend on what her intention is. What What do you think? Well, if you... If, if if you remember what I said, I was saying that sometimes you think she's never wrong. So what that implies is that she, when she speaks, she feels that she's always right. Like she, she comes off Very as, confident then. yeah, like super confident where sometimes, yeah, you actually don't know if she's wrong because she's just so confident that she could be saying something that's wrong, but you would never know. So that, is that wrong? You're yeah. Is that wrong um, to be to so be super duper, confident? to be so confident and have such an air about you that. You know, you don't care what everybody else is doing. You have blinders on. You're doing your own thing. And yeah. you just always, you boast about the great things you do and, and mm -hmm. how great you are. And I don't know. To me, I don't see, I don't see gratitude there. I don't see her. Yeah, yeah. I would I like mean, to see some, like, her, th like, thanking people who got, got her to that her point. There, yeah. You know, things like that, at least. Not just saying, oh, you're the greatest and you can do anything and you'll never get knocked down. Interesting. Because then, then eventually the saying... You hear that saying that, oh, how the mighty have fallen. When I think that can happen in this case because she's so mighty that she doesn't notice like her little things yeah. that she's doing wrong. And then that can really just screw everything up. Well, nothing lasts forever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I th so it's interesting, though, because I think with social media, everyone kind of creates this persona. I mean, I think you should be as natural and uh, authentic as you can be and should be. But some people believe that uh, they want to create a personality and that's the personality that they live through in their social media. And if she's coming off as like, I'm the social media guru and uh you know my beep don't stink then you know maybe that's why she would be behaving that way but maybe in her personal life she's a little bit more toned down 
uh, you know, I think that that wouldn't be something we haven't seen uh, in our society and in reality television. Is it the right thing to do? No, I think, yeah, always having a little bit of humble pie, always being grateful for the information you've learned and, and for the people who've supported you, right? Because again, your social media can't succeed unless you have followers yeah. to follow you, right? So you've got to always look back and be like, hey, love y'all, thank you. So yeah, I mean, I guess in that, and as you've explained, she could be, she could take a little bit more humble pie and she could, uh, you know. Tasty. Yeah, you know, get your life. True. <laughs> Oh my goodness. We are at that time again. It is coming to the end of our 32nd episode of Woke, Woke and Free. Oh my. <laughs> we had quite nice. the time talking all about the book Creator Hate by Dan Norris. Thank you, Dan Norris, for writing such a wonderful book. And uh, we thoroughly enjoy talking about it. I know everyone listening is going to get their lives together if they haven't already. And you probably haven't because that's what life's all about. <laughs> Ups and downs. Listen, it is a journey for real and the struggle is real. But we keep moving and we keep learning. And I definitely, I think we both agree that this book will help the journey a lot more, right? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's, something, it's probably something to keep in your library. Mm-hmm. Go back and back to it. Absolutely. So now, will I leave you hanging for what our next episode is going to be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be talking about self-love with Tanya Cardinales. So make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, make sure you submit a topic for an upcoming episode or share how you feel on something that we've already covered and you want us to hit us back up on that subject. Again, where do you go? Co the Contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you want to holler at us on social media, which I definitely want you to do because you know who's going to be answering. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna see your messages. Khalil's going to see your messages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woken Free. And like we said earlier, if you want to submit a scenario for us to weigh in on in scenario time, you've got to go to WokenFree.com to do so. And again, if you haven't given our show a review, we greatly appreciate your love and, and your uh, honest opinion. So please give us a review on all the platforms that we're on. You can find us on WokenFree.com to, to, you know, give us our reviews. And uh, you never know, you'll be, you might be shouted out on Woken Free. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode. Make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Until next time.